Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Key Ingredient Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Lee Clark. Lee is on a mission to make a difference between a busy career transforming businesses at a large technology company to running her own charity, Kind Lee. Lee is, in fact, making a difference. Lee is a best-selling author, a speaker. She's been interviewed on The Rachel Ray Show, Megyn Kelly Show, TEDx, The Today Show, Good Morning America, and many, many others. And now we can add to that list the Key Ingredient Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited to have you as our, our guest here today, Lee. Thanks for joining me. So here, um, people ask me often, why do I even do this podcast? And to be quite honest, I do it for fun. I do it because it gives me the opportunity to speak to successful people in all different aspects of their life, of what they've done to make a difference. And to be very honestly, you're one of the biggest reasons I do something like this, because I am so excited to be able to share your story. I know a lot of people know it. Um, I know it fairly well, and I'm honored to be able to share it with our, our audience today. So for most people, we go through times in our lives where we go through a traumatic experience. And a lot of times I like to say it's how we deal with those experiences. And you, like many others, ha have gone through those type of situations. In fact, back in 2008, at age 29, you lost your job. Take us back to that moment. What happened? Because your life changed from that moment on. And uh, just bring us back a little bit to kind of what happened, what you were feeling and what you were going through. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And like, I really, at the foundation of everything I do, it's I want other people to have access to another mood alternative bust, booster. Like people don't understand that giving actually feels good. And this is my story as to why I got involved in this and why I'm such an evangelist for kindness. So I was very much career driven. Still am. Um, still am. Peep my LinkedIn. I'm very driven and focused on my career and I want to make a difference in that. And I lost my job. I was the director of marketing at a software company in New York. I had a nice office. I was super proud of myself. My ego felt great. <laughs> and I lost that job. The recession hit and I was let go. And I had to a sit with myself, which is usually a very uncomfortable process for most people. But also I was like, oh my God, like who am I without my job? Again, having come out of college, got a career, did the things, checked the boxes. And like, now what? Like without my job, who am I? Like when people ask, what do you do? And I'm like, I sit on my parents' couch, you know, <laughs> like, so it just, it, it, it exposed a side of myself that I'd never really looked at. Right. And what was my purpose? And so I did get another job and I thought like, Hey, I'm back. I'm back on the horse. I'll feel great. But I didn't, I was now like having this almost existential crisis about like, there has to be more to me than work. And I continued to excel at work the way I, I have always have, but I knew I needed more. And um, for me, whenever I gain weight, I'm unhappy. For, for other people, there's various reasons. Some people ha are happier, heavier, and, and I'm good with that. For me, I feel like I gain weight to insulate myself from the world. And I gain weight to put distance between me and everyone else because I'm going through a tough time. And so I was overweight, underwhelmed, and like just this nagging, like what the heck is your purpose thing was underneath. So one um, holiday season, because I'm extra AF, as the kids say, <laughs> um, I decided I was going to do 30 days of hot yoga, juicing, and a random act of kindness every day, like mind, body, soul. Now, mind you, I was like well over 200 pounds. So 90 minutes of hot yoga, Bikram <laughs> yoga was, was a struggle. I did it. <laughs> the juicing through holiday parties where I just wanted to chew 
something, even celery sure. was hard, but I did it because I made that commitment. But the first random act of kindness I did, I think I went and paid off a stranger's layaway. It was like $38 at Walmart. And I felt so good. And I was like, oh my God, that made me feel so good. Like selfishly, I was like, I want to do more of that because that gave me that feeling, that sense of like, I, I was making a difference and not for work's sake, but just for humanity's sake. And then I realized the other person felt good too. I, I didn't meet them, but I assume when somebody paid their stuff, they felt lucky or chosen. And then I decided to share it online. My motivation being I wanted other people to be able to access this joy. I see so many people look for shopping or gambling or drinking or anything to escape life. Escapism is key. But when we give, we escape ourselves and it doesn't have to be a huge commitment. It's nice if you can, but most people feel like they don't have the money. They don't have the time, or maybe they feel like they're not that nice. I didn't think I was that nice. I've become like the poster child for nice, but, um, it, it, you know, that was my motivation. And like with anything you do that's new and people at in 2010, it was at the time people didn't put a lot of stuff on Facebook. Like they'd put like, Oh, I ate Turkey for dinner. Like it was really yeah, pictures of breakfast pictures and lunch breakfast and, yeah. and like their grandkids. Yeah. So when I started sharing kind acts, it was controversial, which is weird. Like, why is that controversial? But I was met with a lot of like you give in secret, that self-promotion, like you're looking for a cookie or a trophy or acknowledgement. <laughs> and I have this thing that I hold. It's one of my values. If I'm defensive about something, there might be some truth in it. And if I inspect it and there's no truth in it, I can move forward. Right. So I felt a little triggered by that. Like, why are people questioning me? And I had to sit with it. What's your real motivation here? Sure. Is it for the acknowledgement? Is it for the Atta girls? Or is it really, you know, because you just want to transform lives and help people suffering in all aspects? And when I realized it was definitely the latter, because when I did those acts of kindness, I still ran away. I wasn't like, wasn't I nice? Can I thank you for <laughs> thanking me? Can I get a hug? Yeah. You know, but the, I wanted to share it online just so other people were inspired or felt some joy. And and once I gut checked that, it, it was on. It was on. Wow. So, okay. Let, let's, you just gave us a lot. That yes. was really important. Sorry. So, no, I'm so glad you did <laughs> because... Talker. You went through that period of time again. Okay, tough period of time. Uh, you tried to reevaluate your life. You end up getting another job. And then around 2010, I think you said, is when you paid off the layaway, $30 for a stranger. Yeah. Let's go back to that because I'm, I'm a big in-the-moment person. Yeah. What, what built up to that? So what happened the day before, two days before? What made you actually want to do that? Yeah, so um, I, I didn't have much money, obviously. I was like, in, and part of the reason I was depressed was I didn't have much money. <laughs> So I learned a long time ago that money is just another word for resource. And if you're resourceful, you can usually solve your problem. And if you ask for help and tell people what you're working on, they'll show up. So I started doing the acts of kindness, had very little money. I realized you can call 211 in most places and you will be connected to the United Way. And people who don't know what the United Way does, they are a conduit for giving. So they teach you where you can go. So if you say, I have a bunch of towels and blankets and stuff, they'll say, this dog shelter needs it. But they're a really good resource for how can I help. So I would call them and say, are there any volunteer opportunities today? And one day it was like stirring the ducks for the duckeries at the Bell Tower Fountain. You know? Sounds like fun. Yeah, like I was just <laughs> open um, when I had time. And this particular day, I didn't have time. They didn't have something that was aligned with my schedule. 
so I was like reading online because um, there were sites for it. And I was like, what, you know, what could I do for random acts of kindness? And somebody said, pay off a stranger's layaway. Now, these days there's not layaway. And we'll talk about that later. But I went to Walmart. They actually had a good Samaritan button on the register, which I was like, so this is so cool. A, I'm not the only one. Right. And B, like, it's easy, right? You just and I said, well, since you have a button, is there any way for you look to look up one that's just like toys and stuff? Because I wanted to make sure it was for kids. Sure. I wasn't buying someone a flat screen I couldn't afford. Um, <laughs> so I said under $50. And they found this one that had like frozen toys and stuff on it. And she said it's $38. I'm like, great. And this this girl was so nice. She went in the back to bring out and show me what it had paid for. And while, of course, most of the time I do things like that, I don't meet the people. Um seeing what it paid for was so cool. And like, I could envision like kids being excited now for them. It, it probably came from Santa, but um, being that, you know, force for good for their parents who were, you know, in a position that they had to put $38 on layaway and paid off over time. It must've been really nice to just get one like break. Yeah. Wow. I love that. So you did that. So were you hooked at that point? Yes. I mean, oh my God, so, yeah. so after you did that, you, you, you took care of that layaway, you, you made someone's holiday. Um, what happened after that? Yeah. So after that, I, um, I was like hooked. Right. So like with any addiction, you're like, how am I going <laughs> to, that's a good this? addiction <laughs> yeah. though. It could be no, a lot worse I mean, than so that. Running. I haven't gotten into that one yet, but I hear it's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, but with anything you want to do and pursue with passion and, and honestly, what most people say is like, I don't have the money. Uh, again, knowing that money is another word for resource. I'm like, well, your resources, like your gifts, talents, and abilities, right? And that's, that's how you go out into the world. You do what you do in your case, you know, you're helping people every day. That's your gift is, is connecting people and, and using your voice for good. Right. So I'm like, well, what am I good at? And, um, I just started painting. Uh, I just started doing some art. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna sell these paintings and use the money to fund these acts of kindness. So I opened an art line called kindly art. You know, that was, the uh, was it online? You it was online, but I went to farmer's market. So I was at the Cape Coral farmer's market every okay. Saturday morning. My girlfriend would come. She's so nice. And, uh, and my friend, Terry, she's since moved to Buffalo, but we would set up a little tent. We would pay her $50 for the tent and hope to God we made more than $50, which most days we didn't. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's how I funded it to begin with. And, and as that grew, I realized maybe I should get into fundraising because that would help me multiply resources. Sure. Yeah. There's so, multiplication when you ask for help. Well, you're right about that. So, okay. So you started, so from the, the, the sale of the paintings, you started accumulating money and you started getting donations. So then what? So then you, you had this big pot of, we won't call it money. We'll call it resources, yeah. right? Yeah, Stick yeah. with the theme. You had this big pot of resources yeah. and, and then what was there? I would say Small. <laughs> small. Well, okay. Now I have okay. a bigger pot of now resources. It's a, so but. it was a smaller pot. But what was the plan? Did you kind of outline a strategy of this is what I'm going to do? And was it only focused on children? Was it focused on families? What is it just focused on everybody? Yeah, we tried um, in the beginning, uh, especially to align the causes that are near and dear to my heart. Uh, later, I'll tell you about when we had our first gala. But, you know, there's so many in Southwest Florida. Southwest Florida is one of the biggest areas for for charitable giving. Like there's so many organizations. Um, so whatever money I had, one of the things I like about random acts of kindness is it could be as little as nothing. I mean, honestly, just giving somebody a good review online is like an act of kindness, sure. like, honestly. But um, I could pick small things like buying a stranger a lotto ticket or things like that. So I, I sought to stretch the resources as much as I could to affect people. 
Um, but yeah, we did um, some of the earliest campaigns we did was um, like a homeless backpack drive, which we do every year now, where we get critical supplies to the homeless, mostly in the summer, because people don't think about the summer elements as much sure. as they think about the winter. But if you live here, you know, it's torture. Oh, yeah. It's another kind of winter. <laughs> <laughs> so we did that. Um, we got school supplies out to foster kids. That's another thing we would um, fundraise for. And then um, we started doing uh, an act of kindness on Valentine's Day for women and children who are victims of domestic violence or human trafficking. Wow. Because that's a really tough day. A lot of people go back to abusers on Valentine's Day feeling unloved, feeling unnoticed and like undervalued. So we went, you know, Dollar Tree and big balloons and candy for the kids. And, you know, and then we went in, in this case, we went to ACT um, uh, Abuse Counseling and Treatment, which is here in Southwest Florida and partnered with them. And, you know, uh, I remember calling trying to get the address of a women's shelter. And apparently that's something they don't give out for obvious reasons. Sure. Duh. <laughs> but I was like, where's <laughs> the place? And they're like, uh, I don't know if we can tell Can't you. tell you that. So once they um, they were able to verify me, you know, we did that. And, and again, kept sharing it online. Um, I remember early on, we used to auction off paintings to grow a following. And yeah, it's it's evolved so much since then. We're still doing art now. It's bigger. Uh, okay. So now we don't. We have a program called Generous Graffiti, and we donate murals to nonprofits. Um, wow. So we've done one at um, uh, we've done one at Shell Factory Nature Park. Right when you walk in on the left, my mom and I did that one, and my father and I actually did um, sunflowers for Hope Clubhouse uh, in Southwest Florida. So that's still part of it. And then we donate a lot of artwork for charity, like um, Arts for Act is coming up. We're donating for them. Um, Our Mother's Home has something coming up. We're donating for them. So, yeah, we, we do the individual acts because we can stretch the dollar really far. But sure. we also try to really shine the light on these organizations that are you have a very specific mission and focus. Well, wow, so it's come a long way. So you yeah. went from from surprising strangers to yeah. now you from time to time actually meet the people that you're helping. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So what what's that like? It's interesting. I just was at Burlington yesterday. So like I had mentioned earlier, a layaway program has gone away in many states. We yes. found out by showing up places like in New York, I flew up there and it's like, oh, there's no layaway. I'm like, uh, <laughs> what are we going to do? Um, so now we've pivoted to paying at the registers. But um, I was at Burlington paying at the registers. And I loved Burlington for so long because they had year-round layaways. So I could do it all year. And I was up at the register and um, and I walked up to some people and I'm like, hey, I run a charity. I, you know, we fundraise all year. I would love to pay your layaway. And this lady was like, no, no, I don't need it. And I'm like, no, no, I know you don't need it. I'm just saying like, I just want to do something nice. Like, she's like, no, really do it for someone else. I was like, oh, okay. Person behind her said no. Person behind her said no. And um, that used to bother me too, like that they didn't understand my intention or they couldn't receive it. As I age, uh, with age comes beautiful wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> I realized that how other people receive giving is not my business. Like that is comprised of the millions of tiny moments that made them who they are. Sure. It doesn't have to do with me. It has to do with how they receive giving and, and people are entitled to receive it or, or leave it. That's up to them. If it doesn't sit well with them, I'd rather pay, not pay money for somebody to feel bad. Like that's not a good use of money. It's not the purpose. So I'm less attached to the outcomes now. Um, but I did, I posted a TikTok about it and I'm like, you know, it's interesting how some people see giving as judgment on or pity on them. Um, and when that's, I just randomly pick people, uh, literally. Um, but also like 
you know, people's opinions on judgment, that's their stuff too. And it's like, if they're not going to receive it the right way to me now, at least they thought about kindness. At least they thought about how they feel about giving. At least they have like some story of like, can you believe this crazy lady thought I needed my layaway? Baby? Do you get that often or sometimes? Okay. I'm sometimes what surprised me most in the beginning was like the haters like emerged, you know, some woman unfriended me and, and, posted about how could someone do this? Does she just need validation and likes and blah, blah, blah. Wow. Like I said before that she was actually a great teacher because that was one of the first times I had to sit with opinions and I'm glad she had the guts to say it out loud so I could inspect it. Um, but now I've realized something and I think this is so important for anybody who's out there trying to influence or trying to create and make content. When you reach a large enough audience as the kindness lady, like who's going to have a problem with that? When you reach an audience that's large enough, you will find haters. It's actually a really good indication that you're making a difference. You know, what you just said is what I say often, okay. and you're right about yes. that. I mean, if you if you if you're active enough and you're doing enough good things and you're 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 on the internet, you're doing all these things and, and people see you, you're going to find people who are going to hate on that. Right. Yeah. And um, I think you're right. I mean, rather than look at that as a negative against yourself, which it could do that, right? It could make you start questioning things, as you had mentioned before. It does validate that what you're doing is also a great thing. Yeah. And and listen, like emotional responses, whether they're negative or positive, you've still managed to like create an emotional response. You know, and like they say, like all press is good press. You know, uh, when I went to Vegas, I went to Vegas one time and decided to pay people $5 each in the casino. <laughs> They're all there to get money. Like right. I was literally handing it out. First, I went to security to make sure they didn't think I was a prostitute. Sure. So okay. Because okay. like, it's Vegas. <laughs> Probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah, That's I was smart. Like, and plus to be safe, you know, if somebody sees you handing out money, yeah. it's a city of sin. Like I just wanted somebody having my back. But it was almost a social experience yeah. uh, experiment because when I would ask one person and they would say no, the two people behind them would say no. When I would ask someone and they would say yes, the two people behind them would say yes. When I put it online, people freaked out like, why aren't you helping the homeless? I'm like, because everybody goes through stuff. You don't know whose brother just died in a car accident. You don't know who just you know, battled alcoholism. You don't know who can't pay their bills and they're up in Vegas just trying to make a dollar. Like sure. kindness is not exclusive for people who don't have financial problems. Like, and, and by the way, if, if you think that money is going to solve all those problems, life still happens. So it's, it, it, it bears no um, filter for the rich, you know, in that way. So I've always just given, and like with random, you don't know someone's story. You don't know their eligibility. It's sure. not my place to judge. That That's a tough thing for you. I was yeah. thinking about that, you know, when we were preparing for this, that you don't know their eligibility. And that's mm -hmm. uh, that that makes it tough. I mean, listen, we're both originally from New York. Yes. And I think we could both uh, kind of agree that when you're walking down the street in New York and someone offers you something of kindness, <laughs> the first thing you respond is, no, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Or you just don't look at them. Yeah. So it's funny. I mean, that's just kind of the reaction. But sure. so I would imagine you, you would get that. Yeah. And two stories to that. Um, one time, just my act of kindness was smiling at people in New York. And I called my brother <laughs> who was living in Brooklyn at the time. I just kept a New York territory for sales because those are my people and they get my personality. Sure. So um, I was like, my act of kindness today was I smiled at 50 people. Guess what? No one smiled back. He's like, yeah, that's because in New York, if you don't smile, if you smile at people, they think you're effing crazy. Sure they do. Yeah. Or you're out to like sell them something or put lotion <laughs> on them or something, you know, <laughs> like New Yorkers don't play. And so I was at a Goodwill um, 
recently um, doing acts of kindness for the holidays. And I found that Goodwill is a great place for me to pay at the register because almost everyone there a appreciates kindness, but they're shopping on a budget or yeah, like they might be eligible. Yeah, yeah right, they might as be you eligible. Said. Yeah. Like they're being financially savvy by sure. shopping at Goodwill. I like it because it's a treasure hunt. So I go in there and the first thing the cashier says to me, I said, oh, I only have a hundred. Can you break change for me? I'm going to be paying for some people's purchases. And he's like, I don't know if I can let you do that. And I was like, mm, why? It's my money. Yeah. Why? <laughs> you know, like why? <laughs> and I said, no, no, I run a charity. It's like, it's a, we do this nationally. Like we just want to bless some people today. He's like, I'm going to have to ask my supervisor. Oh my God. And so you have to justify this yes! every time. I mean, wow. Yes. And so, I'm like, okay, Lee, we're doing this not attached to other people's stuff and we're not judging. Like I need to be accepting. Like maybe he doesn't want to lose his job. Maybe he's nervous. Sure. Like, it, maybe it's not like I'm not being taken the way I want to be received, but maybe there's other stuff he's got. So just make peace with it. So then the supervisor comes out and she's all like, well, you know, I don't think we can do this here. I'm like, listen, I do it all over the place. It's a charity and and people can say no themselves. <laughs> like you don't have to blanket protect everybody. But ultimately, like, it's my money. She's like, well, I don't even think we have change of 100. And I was like, okay, well, I'll use my debit card then. So <laughs> I, per I proceeded and I per pushed on and everyone, almost everyone, I think, accepted the kindness. I met some woman who just moved there from Canada who was overjoyed because people are so nice. Yeah. And had great experiences. And the, and the manager came up to me on the at the end of it. And um, she said, you know, I hope you understand. And I said, I, I think you might be from New York both by her accent and the attitude. And <laughs> the accent does give it away usually, yeah. I said, I, I honestly didn't receive it as you weren't being supportive. I received it as you were trying to protect your customers and you were trying to do what's right for other people and you were trying to insulate them from anybody doing something that might be questionable or like just, you know, I, I see it as you keeping your customers safe. And she's like, I'm so glad you received it that way because that's how I intended to do. I'd rather insult you but protect 10 people you know, that's sure. where I come from. And, and so I think there's a lesson in that is like, we want to be received a certain way in every aspect, every post, every conversation with a loved one, but our attachment and our defensiveness to how they receive us, instead of just saying like, let me give them the benefit of the doubt and say, Hey, this is how I'm receiving you. Is that how you intended? You know, uh, it opens up so much because I think we're always fighting ourselves through everyone else. And we're always fighting how we want to be seen versus how we're received. Sure. And if we just like let it go and imagine that that person has their, th everyone thinks they're doing the right thing, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. Our, it's our own egos that are like, oh, you think I'm not great and kind? <laughs> Who are you? You're mean. <laughs> you know, I just don't do that with people anymore. I just think it's amazing how you get resistance when you do this. It's but, crazy. But it doesn't surprise me either because, I mean, I guess that tells us something. There, there should be more kindness, right? Yeah. Then it wouldn't seem yeah. so strange. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things, I mean, first of all, kindly is a great name, Thank by the you. way. I mean, just really brilliant. Um, a little self-serving, but, but that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. That's I won't, I won't give you negative, uh, opinions based on that. My now. son's trying to go by kind Carter these days. Oh, so kind I'm Carter. Make it happen. Well, you mentioned your son. So, so let's go there a second. Um, yeah. adorable child. Thank um, you. so, so what, what are you teaching your son? About yeah. This? So I mean, what's the, he learning through the hurricane has been like the biggest blessing for us because one, he's been challenged to face adversity. We've lived in five places in the last 50 days from Fort Lauderdale to Miami to Anna Maria Island to Englewood, like we've been everywhere. So he's become really resilient and adaptable, but he's also been with me a lot, especially the first two weeks before he could go back to school. 
And so I was like, you're going to come with me to do some acts of kindness today, buddy, because that's what helps me. And he, um, the first night we went and brought flowers to the lobby of our building in Miami. And we're not used to living in an apartment building, but we were. And they had a little restaurant. We went in and he's like giving it out to all these ladies and like feeling so good. And he's like, that's my mom. That's kindly. I'm sure they didn't resist him no, doing that. Of course not. Give him money. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm not. No, we're not. Yeah, no. I mean, people have to do what they have to do, but I'm not sure. trying to exploit my child to, yeah. to even to fundraise. And they they understood that they just wanted to like show him that they appreciate sure. it. And sometimes money is the way to do that. Um, but since then. Even with the holiday acts of kindness, so for those who follow me, um, they'll know for the last 10 years I do an act of kindness in honor of that first year every day from Thanksgiving to Christmas. Yeah. And he was getting upset because he wants to watch the videos every day. He's like, well, when do I get to go? When do <laughs> I get to be kind? I love holding the door for people. So last night I took him to Dollar Tree. And we taped dollars to the back of products. <laughs> Did you <laughs> yeah. really? <laughs> yeah. I once did it with toys, but realized that's a really bad idea because kids are going to just rip through every toy to find where the dollars are. And sure. that's not fun to, for the Dollar Tree So staff. you put it on the back of a toy. So so yeah. they're looking mm -hmm. at these toys and they see dollars in the back. So the first they thing can't I... can't see them. Oh, they can't see them. Hidden. Okay, I was yeah. going to say, the first thing I would do is look for the camera, right? Thinking <laughs> it was on TV or something right? like that. Like, where's Ashton Kutcher? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's going to jump out. Um, no, I stopped doing the toy thing because I know kids won't be as respectful like adults if they find it on the back of hand towels they're not going to rip through all the sure, hand towels sure. but uh but you know what the internet does keep me honest because you, you get comments from people who are like hey maybe the reason people said no to you at burlington is because you used the word charity instead of organization i'm mm. like good point you know <laughs> so the internet's great for perspective and someone said oh if I were a kid, I would have ripped every toy out. I'm like, oh my God, they probably did. <laughs> they probably, <laughs> they you're probably learning something did. from yeah. So yeah, so um, so we did that. And then I I asked him uh if he wanted to pay for somebody at the register. And so we walked up to this really nice woman. She's like a nurse who just got off duty and said, I'm you know, I'm teaching my kid about acts of kindness. Can we pay for your stuff? And it was like $25. And he's like, Wait, how does it work? <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but he loves it, you know, he loves he loves it now. And and I really waited a long time for my son to tell me what he likes. Sure. So well, before he was born, I was writing for HuffPost mm -hmm. and I shared a lot about um, my fertility journey and IVF and like the road to adoption and the adoption process. And then he was born and I felt like I had to finish the story. And I said, my last, my last piece, I said, I'd love to tell you how kind his birth mom is, but that's her story. I'd love to tell you about how he came into the world. That's his story. I don't know if he's somebody who wants the internet to know more about him than he knows about himself. So sure. respectfully, I'm going to take a bow and stop writing for a while because now my story is not just mine, which is the happiest moment of my life. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart. Wow. That's great. I love yeah. that. So, so I know you stress obviously kindness and how important it is to be kind to others, but you also say it's also important to be kind to ourselves. Yes. <laughs> Explain that a little bit if you don't mind. Oh, it's a personal journey because people who know me really well, like my, my fab five, my people, my core people, they're always like, yeah, you're nice to everybody else, but you're not nice to yourself. And that's, and I'm like, that's true, <laughs> you know, but I didn't really know how to get there because to me, I see myself through the lens of potential criticism. I've always wanted people to understand my heart and my motivations. So um, I recently going through a divorce and um, just I'll share as much as I can without bringing the other person's uh, information online. But, you know, we were together 13 years and um and he fundamentally thinks I'm not a good person. And I know that's untrue. So I've been really fighting myself through that mirror. Uh, but recently I'd learned to accept the fact that like he needs that truth 
to make himself feel better about the loss. So if he villainizes me, then it's like good riddance, you know, and that's how he needs to process it. And it's not about me. It's about him. And if that's what he needs, that's okay. Whatever story he needs to feel better. I just want him to be happy. I want him to know he is always going to be loved. I respect anyone who, who spends time on my journey with me, but also like if he doesn't know my heart, why do I need the internet who I have no idea who they are to be invested in who the hell I am? Right. And why does that, you know, predicate whether I'm not skinny enough or I'm not pretty enough or I'm not working hard enough. Like, why does that make me feel less than? And so he's also been my greatest teacher in the fact that once I could let go of the fact that other people's opinions of me really, it's not that they're not my business. Cause I don't think that's a hundred percent that they're not necessarily a reflection of who I am Mm -hmm. and all I have to live with every breath until I die is me. I'm stuck with her. Sure. So we, we starting to get along now, you know, it's like (laughs) I lay my head down and I'm like, you did your best today. You tried to grow up a little bit every day. You're only competitive with the person you were yesterday. You try to put goodness into this world. What else? What is it? You're human. It's not enough. Like, this morning I overslept and my kid was late for school and I felt like incredible mom guilt. <laughs> but it's like, does that make me a bad person? No, it makes me human. I'm yeah. Like, there's some, there's some humor in your humanity. There's some like self-love. So that's been a journey. And like now I really, my platform, especially on my motivational speaking page and TikTok page is really about not just kindness to others, but tools to help you be kind to yourself, releasing some of the, the judgment we attach ourselves to. Yeah, no, that, yeah. that, that's smart. So, so thank you for sharing that, yeah. by the way, I appreciate that. So this, yeah. the, the kindness movement as we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll call it yeah. here. So really what, what's your hope for this? I mean, where do you want this to go? Yeah, no, we're on to big things. I think first as a human, I'm, I'm ready to share a perspective with anyone who needs it. And I have full belief that it'll reach the right people. So it is my job, in my opinion, to repurpose the things that I've been painful for me that I've grown through to help someone else. And I'm willing to do that. I'm also ready for anybody who wants to come for me and hate on me because it's very reflective of where they sit. And I'm okay with that. Like, I, I, that's not going to deter me. And I think that deters a lot of people from having a big voice. Um, so yeah, uh, there's a lot of upcoming like brand partnerships and things we're doing most excitingly. I just became the VP of kindness for kind humans. Uh, if you haven't, uh, peeped them, it's kindhumans.com, And they actually, um, their, their foundation is a marketing company, which is my background, um, for nonprofits to help turn the tides of negativity on content online, but also to take little tiny candles and create a bonfire. And to help expose these people who don't have budgets to really get exposure and give them the marketing tools that big, big enterprises have. So that's really cool. I'm working for them pro bono. Um, I'm part of their strategy team. You guys can see me rocking their uh, trucker hats everywhere I go, um, which like I was saying to Stefan before we started the podcast, when you wear a kindness hat, like people actually do treat you nicer. They're like, <laughs> they have to look at themselves and they have to show up a little bit kind and also assume the best from you. So it's a win-win. But um, I'm, I'm just, I'm so open to whatever comes my way. And I really just want to help people. I think when, when you step into your purpose, um, I'll say this. The highest human experience is generosity of spirit. It's also transcendence. All of the religious leaders you've known and loved from centuries um, have stepped into that love, acceptance, tolerance. And and I was having a conversation with a friend. World peace is not we all 
agree because that's never going to happen. <laughs> no. It's that we all accept that everybody is individual and that their ideas and their judgments are not a reflection of you. So, you know, with all that being said, um, I know that I can really help shine the light for a lot of people and I want to just continue on that path. And I really hope um, and, and know that like the work I'm doing is changing the world, you know? Sure. Sure. There's a, there's a quote that says um, those who are crazy enough to think they change, they can change the world are the ones who actually do. Yeah. Love that. Yes. Love that. I love your story. <laughs> Thank so you. for anyone listening or watching right now, how can they help you? How can they contribute to this movement, yeah. get involved, whether it's through resources, through time, what, what can they do? Yeah. So resources, we always need resources, right? It helps us do bigger things. The bigger things we do that we can share, bring more people into the movement. It, it changes their content. So uh, dollars always help. But uh, what I like to remind people is, and not just for, for us, um, like we love other nonprofits and we like to spotlight them. Liking, sharing, commenting on these posts helps with visibility. Sure. Most people don't want to because they think, oh God, I'm going to seem like I'm cheap because <laughs> I liked it, but I didn't donate. The donation is the the exposure. So help people have a voice, help us have a voice. It's kindly.org. So it's K-I-N-D-L-E-I-G-H, which will be in all your stuff. But yes. in case you're just listening, uh, it's kindly. I'm an adverb. Uh, so I used to also be <laughs> ornamentally when I painted ornaments. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, kindly.org. Yes. Um, and, and we would love the support. Kindhumans.com. We'd love the support. Um, but just, you know, go out and do something nice, you know, be kind to yourself, be patient. Like we're all never going to get out of this thing alive. <laughs> you you sure? know, we all have a choice how much power we give other people. Uh, it depends on if they're a resource to you or not. So check that too. And, um, and just be, be kind to yourself, you know, treat yourself with the same grace and dignity you would treat a best friend, you know, give yourself as much space as you would for them to be human. Sure. At the end of the day, life is too short, isn't it? It is. It, really it is. is. Yeah. And use it for what matters. Um, in closing, I'll say I have a theory about what happens in the afterlife because none of us know. We all think we're right, but sure. none of us know. So um, it's founded on a lot of religious principles, but this is why there is a plus sign in our logo. And it goes like this. So I think of your time here as your energy. And when you die, you become energy because energy cannot be created nor destroyed, right? So if you're largely negative, maybe you become negative energy, like dark matter. Maybe that's hell, right? Sure, sure. Maybe when people see the bright light, it's because they're turning into positive energy because they serve their life with positivity. And so they're, they're a higher frequency. And maybe if you're neutral, you just walk around picking up everybody else's energy all day, you become, you know, limbo, you know, whatever. So like you really don't have a charge. So it's kind of like maybe you have to do it over again. Maybe you just you stuck in purgatory between something. Um, and I use that to apply that to my life to make sure each day and especially to myself now as I've grown up that I'm trying to do positive things, that I'm trying to respond to people positively, that I'm trying to be patient and kind with my kid, with myself, um, and that I'm taking opportunities and not worrying about, whether or not someone has a, a hidden agenda. Like I'm just leaning into things, knowing I get to decide what information I keep. I get to apply whatever advice I receive. Um, but just to be patient and kind to one another is, is the end of the day. It's positivity. Love that. Great message. Great way to end this incredible interview. Thank Lee, you. thank you so much for everything that you're doing. Thank you for your time today and sharing your story. And I wish you continued success with your movement. And we all, uh, all thank you for what you're doing. Thank you so much, Stefan, and thanks for all you're doing. Thanks for everything you do to educate people, 
to help them live their best lives. Thanks for showing up authentically time over time over time and allowing people to know that it's okay to step into your greatness and like just keep going. And I love that. I love that we're connected. I said to you on a comment the other day, like, yes. it must be good timing. <laughs> Um, but no, I love that you're authentic and that you're here to help others. So well, thank you. I, you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah.